This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA Media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. of Stalingrad, the Soviet army turning the Nazi six-month assault into the most ghastly military disaster in German history. Nazis pour from house after house in abject surrender. Hitler's generals give up too, 24, including a field marshal. Here is Lieutenant General von Daniel, commander of the veteran 376th Division. Lieutenant General Sand commanded Hitler's pride, the crack 100th division that smashed through Belgium and France. Berlin says that German generals never surrender. Germany's Romanian allies, Brigadier General Dimitriou, commander of the 20th Romanian infantry, suffers the same fate as that of his German colleagues. more Axis generals who failed at the Stalingrad, Hitler vowed he'd take. Lieutenant General Schlemmer, whose 14th Tank Corps helped conquer Holland. Lieutenant General von Greber, whose 297th Infantry invaded Greece. Lieutenant General Rinaldi, medical chief of the 6th German Army. Biggest catch of all. Field Marshal Frederick von Paulus, Commander-in-Chief of all Axis armies at Stalingrad. Taken to headquarters of General Shumilov for questioning, von Paulus has much to answer for. He is the man who ordered the extermination of every civilian in Stalingrad. Calmly, quietly, General Shumilov reviews von Paulus' record. This is the von Paulus who, two months before, threatened the families of his own soldiers with death if one man should surrender. Eighty years ago today, one of the takeaways there is all the best uh, generals, all the best troops that swept through uh, Europe at the beginning of World War II, that swept in and and took Paris, uh, led to Dunkirk, all of it, were all transferred. This was the best of the best. This war in the Eastern Front was fought at a scale that's incomprehensible. 
That army was at one time over 300,000 troops. That's the size of Patton's army, which is, I think, our biggest army in, in Europe that broke out of Normandy and swept across France and then saved the, uh, the 101st of Bastogne. The famous Patton army was the size of that, and these guys had a lot of those type of army groups at Leningrad, outside of Moscow, at Kursk, all of it. The scale of this, Steve Cortez, uh, people don't understand the scale is totally right. different. And if you had asked Patton and Eisenhower and General Marshall and Montgomery and all of them, right. uh, would, would, you know, about 80 years later, 80 years to the day that Stalingrad fell. And remember, t- talk about the – it's a different type of warfare. Polis, the field marshal who surrendered, was going to exterminate every civilian in Stalingrad. They had already exterminated, killed – they already killed 100,000, not millions, including 30,000 Jews at Kiev, I think. That's where that memorial is. This was, this was a killing machine. Started 300,000. Right. They surrendered. I think they only had 90,000. Only 5,000 of the original 300,000 ever got back to Germany. Um, a scale and a barbarity. And here again, we are, you, the taxpayer, this audience, you're underwriting. And the Republican Party neocon um, insane hawks are pushing this. Uh, this is being pushed by the United States of America and the leaders of NATO. Just understand what's going on here, right? I'm not sure even most of the Ukrainian people are in on this deal right now. They're pushing right. this. They want a land war. We're putting main battle tanks, and those tanks that they're forcing the Germans to put over there got the Iron Cross on them. So I just want you to understand that your tax dollars and your sons and daughters are going to be going across Ukraine with tanks to the left of them that got the Iron Cross on it 80 years from when this slaughter took place, okay, from when this slaughter took place. That's where we are today, and here's the objective. The objective is Crimea. The objective is now their the spring offensive to Crimea. And now we're getting reports. I've got one up on, on Getter right now that shows that, hey, uh, there's, a, there's a winter offensive because the Russians know how to fight in winter, right? They use winter as a, as a strategic weapon. Uh, they're about to uh, you know, deliver another hammer blow. And what you're going to end up with, Steve Cortez, is you've got 40 or 50,000 dead women and children in Ukraine right now. You're going to end up with a lot more dead women and children, right. sir. Donald Trump says he could fit in the 24 hours. What are your thoughts? Uh, amen. And I think he could. And I've been saying that for many months, right? If we were a serious country right now, what we would be doing is de-escalating, is forcing both sides to get to the negotiating table. And there would be no one on earth better to lead those negotiations than Donald Trump. I really believe that, that within a matter of hours or days at most, we would have a sensible resolution of both sides. Instead, we continue to massively escalate at great human cost to the people on the ground there and at great peril and risk and, and, and financial cost to the United States. You're very right, Steve, to, to put this current crisis in the context of history, of the centuries uh, of blood loss in that part of the world. Now, looking at this current crisis, though, Here's the good news. The good news is that if we are dispassionate about it, if we take a realistic assessment of the situation, uh, geographically speaking, it is a regional confrontation. It really is. It doesn't have wider ramifications unless we force it to. Uh, And when we look at it from an ethnic perspective, this is a blood feud, a Slavic blood feud between the Ukrainians and the Russians that has gone on for centuries, and it may well go on for centuries from here, but thankfully, involves no strategic U.S. national security interests. By the way, when I talk about keeping our heads, uh, let me tell you who's not keeping their heads right now are some folks in Western Europe. And this is some very good reporting out 
from Breitbart about what Denmark is actually proposing. If we can pull up uh, slide number one, chart one, please. I want to show this. This was reported by Breitbart that the defense chief of Breitbart actually calls for the drafting for the military conscription of women because of the Russian threat. Now, listen, if the Danish, and there's the, the quote from Breitbart, changing laws surrounding conscription to allow everyone, including women, from the defense minister of Denmark. If the Danish, Steve, want to go down this ridiculous road, this absurdity, and if they want to inflict this cruelty upon the women of their society and pretend that it is worth risking their lives to intervene in this Black Sea regional struggle, that's on Denmark, okay? We in the United States, across an ocean, with our own border problem, a very real, very, very present border problem here in the United States, we need to say, Europe, if you really believe it's that, that uh, ultimate a problem for you, then it is for you to take care of. You have all of the resources, economic and military, that you need uh, to take care of it. Your neighborhood, your backyard, your problem. Because, listen, this is not here, our here, problem, and Zelensky here, here, is yeah. not our fighter. The, the reason that these radical regimes got to start conscripting the women for this, conscripting the women, drafting them, is that the guys aren't signing up. In Germany, it was reported a couple of weeks ago that the highest rate of conscientious objectors now sitting there going, yeah, I don't know. Now that they, they're going to be thrown in. The young in Europe are going to be thrown into the charnel house. How many times do we have to do this, ladies and gentlemen? Because now it's on your shoulders. The, the responsibility of this audience, we must force Biden and all the constitutional conservatives out there. I'm tired of all the talk about the Constitution. Let's see some action about the Constitution. Let's get, and I'm not so sure the War Powers Act of actually taking it up is constitutional, but it's what we got right now. He must be forced to come to the House and make a presentation about what the, what's the plan. What are the objectives? What's the strategy? As Steve Cortez continues to hammer, why is in the vital national security interest of the United States? They're going to start the hearings on the southern border next week. We know the southern border is in the vital national security interest of the United States. Why is the eastern Russian-speaking border of Ukraine 8,000 miles away? Why is that in the vital national security interest? I tell you who doesn't think so. The young men of Germany, the young men of Denmark. They're not signing up. You don't see these people sign up and go over there. It just announced the other day, the United Kingdom, and we're going to get into the United, some economics here. We're going to get, uh, we're going to get uh, Dave Walsh in here about the U.K. economy and energy. The United Kingdom, our greatest part of the NATO protectorate, because they're not an ally, can, they can deliver one combat division, one combat division. Let me put that in perspective of the German army that surrendered 80 years ago today, Okay. A division's roughly 10,000 people. Right now, the Brits, with all their cuts, they can come up with one combat division, okay? There were essentially 30 combat divisions, or what was left of them, that, that either were defeated, killed, or surrendered at Stalingrad, 30. That's the difference you're talking about. Oh, by the way, it's, it's also happens to be the number of illegal aliens across the border into the United States in the month of December, just to connect the dot there. Cortez. We must, just like on the financial, McCarthy tomorrow must force these guys, no deal, nothing put on the table, give them to give you the model. We need to see, we need a war powers resolution and Biden to step to the place because this is NATO, the United States versus Russia. Let's just cut the, cut the nonsense. The, right. the Ukrainian people are just pawns in this thing. Steve Cortez. 
No, and by the way, the Ukrainian people are the people being victimized most of all, right? Paradoxically, the people that Biden and the Davos set and the bureaucrats at Brussels, uh, NATO headquarters, who they claim, of course, to be protecting the Ukrainian people. The Ukrainian people are the ones suffering most intensely from this totally insane escalation. Who's benefiting? Defense contractors in the United States, the Washington war machine, lobbyists on K Street, the Davos set, Zelensky. Okay, all of them are benefiting. The Ukrainian people are suffering most of all. And what we're trying to prevent, Steve, is that kind of suffering being visited upon American families. Because remember, we have thousands of U.S. troops from the 101st Airborne who are right now deployed right there on the border. You wanna talk about a dangerous situation. Those troops should be living with their families and training in the middle of America where they're based at Fort Campbell in Kentucky and in Tennessee. They do not yeah. belong in Europe, <laughs> in Europe, inviting a confrontation yeah. with the second most powerful military yeah. in the world, Russia. Yeah, let me, let me just make another observation. They're in Romania on the Ukrainian border. The reason that the army, uh, Sixth Army, collapsed at Stalingrad, and they mentioned it just briefly in the in the newsreel. The, the Romanian, they had two two or three divisions of. They had a Romanian army that fought with the Nazis that were at Stalingrad on the left flank, and they're the ones that collapsed. It shouldn't be lost in you. We, we've now put the 101st, the the revered 101st, that that held at Bastogne, right? And so the the, the uh, Hitler couldn't come at the Battle of the Bulge and sweep back through Europe. The historic, brave 101st that fought in Iraq and Afghanistan, lost all that blood, all that, all those kids, all the, all the PTSD, all the killed. Now we got them on the border. They're deployed, forward deployed in, Ura in Romania to go into combat. You do not send the 101st forward unless you intend to use them in combat. So don't be – all the lies and misrepresentations. Where's the big debate? Where's the big debate on tanks? There was no debate. All of a sudden it came out of nowhere. Next thing you know, you're giving them tanks. This is not giving them tanks. You're changing to an entire type of warfare. Ask the Wehrmacht. When the tanks start rolling, that's when the bodies really start coming up. That's when you have what's called combined arms, and you can't give the tanks. Zelensky knows this. Biden can say no, 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 no F-16s. You can't have tanks unless you have close air support. You have combat air support. You need air support. You're going to need jet fighters. Those jet fighters are going to come from the West, and they're going to have American pilots, okay? This is all happening, and they're forcing And up on Capitol Hill, it's just every day, bip, 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 bip. No. Force him to do what the Constitution says. He must come to the House and present the war plan. We have to see it now. We have to see make him make his lies and misrepresentations for the record of history. Cortez and Dave Walsh next. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. 
Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Good morning. This week, House Republicans are voting on legislation to restore our constitutional rights and freedoms after two long years of Democrats' COVID-19 power grab policies. The extended COVID lockdowns, like the ones we saw in my home state of New York, caused irreparable damage to our children's development, financial strain on our small businesses, and unnecessary deaths among our most vulnerable seniors due to former disgraced Governor Andrew Cuomo's deadly and fatal nursing home order. Under the guise of COVID-19, Democrats' authoritarian policies weaponized the federal government, forced unconstitutional vaccine mandates, and cost hundreds of billions in waste and abuse of Americans' hard-earned taxpayer dollars. This week, House Republicans will pass a bill that will force the federal government to acknowledge what the American people already know, the pandemic is over. In addition, the Freedom for Healthcare Workers Act will end the unconstitutional COVID-19 vaccine mandates that cost our healthcare workers workers who bravely served on the front lines in the wake of the pandemic. They, it cost them their livelihoods and caused a crisis of staffing shortages nationwide. House Republicans will also pass the Show Up Act. Americans across the country show up to work every day. There is no reason why federal employees should not be held to the same standard. House Republicans will deliver on our promises to hold Democrats accountable for their failed COVID-19 policies. And as the conference chair, every week we are highlighting one of our newly elected freshman members. And I'm honored to introduce our next speaker, Laura Lee, newly elected from Florida's 15th district. Fantastic. Uh, by the way, going on offense, they're not going to just sit there and let Biden extend this thing uh, to the end of May. But, oh, that's the last time. That's when we're going to stop it. Remember, this whole con has got the federal workers don't have to show up. you got the whole student loan fiasco, which uh, Jane Zirkel's working on for us. I think it's, I don't know, now looks like $400 billion of fiasco, bigger than they thought it was going to be. It's all lies and misrepresentations. Uh, and I think because of timing, we're going to get Naomi uh, up tonight. I think on the 6 o'clock show, we got a lot to go through. This thing's exploding about the vax every second of every day. And I want to thank uh, the War Room audience uh, and the, the posse, but the audience for back in the book, but the 3,500 members of this audience that have volunteered now for over a year to be uh, the researchers and, and, and pulling, pulling the information from the Pfizer documents, which are going to be already stunning, but are going to be a major part of these investigations in the House. And I know of... Uh, already major lawsuits are going on. So so thank you. A lot to report, a lot to get going on that. That's Elise Stefanik. Also, Biden just left the White House and had some um, it, it had some pointed comments about the debt ceiling we're going to get into. Uh, bottom line, people should understand, three things are converging. Number one, all the investigations, they've, they've got the jurisdiction set aside. They've gone through a certain set of subpoenas and letters, who they're going to have. Actually, I think you're actually going to have testimony starting next week. I can tell you those staffs are hiring, they're working these things, and it all. And I think it's going to start multiple, everywhere from the, the COVID investigations, the Wuhan lab, you're going to have uh, the border, uh, weaponization of government, judiciary, uh, the Biden, Comer yesterday said, the Biden financial records and uh, in the uh, in the intelligence, the, the, the intelligence uh, crimes 
are inextricably linked. That should be a uh, major red flag in, in the White House. That's what I'm saying. It's obvious that that uh, Hunter Biden took classified uh, documents, had access to classified documents, and put it in the emails to his business partners. All that's going on. You have the entire debt ceiling situation going on, and you're going to have this situation about a war powers. That it's just people are just not going to sit here and allow unlimited uh, hundreds of billions because this is going to get to trillions of dollars. And not just that, it's going to suck in American kids. It is impossible to put those tanks into a combat zone without American, if not crews, then you've got to have at least logistics, maintenance, supply, training, all that. And I don't, these are the most sophisticated tanks that have ever been developed. You've got, the, you've got people that, that trained for years on these tanks at the finest training centers we have here uh, in the United States with the United States Army. You just can't throw these uh, Ukrainian militia in, into that, right, and expect them to, that in, in, in the air and missiles and rockets they want. They continue to ask for it, and we continue to push on them because we want to expand this from a border, a conflict over a border. Now it's offense. They said they're, allow, they're pushing the Ukraine to say this thing doesn't end until they've taken back all the territory in eastern Ukraine, Russian-speaking Ukraine and now the Crimea to add the Crimea onto that. We'll bring in Dave Walsh here in a second. Let's play. I'm going to play the Biden clip. If uh, Denver, if you, by the way, um, and there was a clip before I get there. There was a clip today um, that, that had MSNBC's had the control room at MSNBC, uh, which was like I don't know, looked like a hundred people and two thousand TV screens. And here at the War Room, we got the great uh, crew at Real America's Voice, which I know uh, I'm on all the time. In fact, somebody told me one time after they watched the show for a year. They thought that they thought that uh, Denver was actually a person I was yelling at the time, not, not a location. But Real America's Voice in Denver, of course, my own crew here. If we have the Biden clip, can we, can we go ahead and play? Let's go ahead and play Biden. Spoke to reporters a little while ago. Here are his comments. We just came from May the 15th to make sure we get everything done. That's all. There's nothing behind the wall. Have you spoken to Zelensky recently? And what are you going to tell him about his further request? And those were the uh, president's comments just moments ago. Mike Mabley, the issue, that last question that uh, Kristen was asking about the conversations is he's going to have with the speaker. It's show me your budget. Yeah, that's right. This is really an effort on the part of the president as Republicans are demanding spending cuts from the president to say, listen, you're going to have to have 218 votes among Republicans to pass a budget. So tell me what you're able to support. Is it going to be cutting entitlement programs, Social Security, Medicare? Is it going to be cutting defense spending? These are some difficult choices that will divide the Republican caucus. And the president is highlighting that fact to say this should not be a subject of negotiation over our debt limit. We should increase that uh, with that because that's all about paying for things we already have a appropriated. We can have discussions over spending in the future. The president, you should also expect to hear him say, we've slashed the deficit during his administration. Republicans went along with spending increases during the Trump administration. Okay, just to let you know what's going on behind the scenes. They're, they're freaked out that we're saying there's no, you're not touching entitlements. You're not going to touch Social Security and Medicare. Okay? Parts of Medicaid, hey, who knows? But Social Security and Medicare are off the table, not going to be touched. 
uh, and the defense budget is in play. I believe that you need a hundred billion dollar open any open a hundred billion dollar cut for defense because you're going what you're going to do is take back commitments. We're going to take back commitments. Why do we have these commitments all over Hell's Half Acre? The American people are paying for it. That's why you cut it. You want to take down the CCP? Give me uh, access to capital markets and technology. You can bring them to their knees in ninety days. Don't need to go to a kinetic war. And you got to plan for it. You got you got to, you got to get the you got to get the fleet ready. You got to be ready for it. But that's where our focus should be, not in Ukraine, not the $100 billion in Ukraine. Got an easy way to cut the defense budget, cut the Ukraine part of it. The, the, this whole thing about previous pay for, that's, that's a scam. The debt ceiling is not going to get increased one penny, one penny. Okay, we're going to do a waterfall, pay off, the ca- pay off the interest, pay off any notes that come due, never default. Only way you default if it's Biden authorizes Yellen to default. The default's on them. You got to shut the – if they want to shut the government down over this, hey – so be it. Let's roll. Checks will still go out. Let's roll. That's your big threat. 56% of the American people, according to Rasmussen, said, hey, if that's what it takes to get the spending under control. And Biden's trying to uh, just spin it with propaganda right there. Hold the line. First thing you do, we're not going to show you our budget. We're not going to show you our cuts. Show us your model. Show the financial model first. What, what, tell, me, tell me how Biden, how you just get through this. If we, if we give you an unlimited Decimal increase, how do you pay for it? Oh, I see. You just hit the, the button over at the Federal Reserve and just keep printing money. Can't work any longer. Dave Walsh, uh, energy. Particularly start, I want you to start in Europe about what's happened. Europe's back to the 16th century. I wish they were back to the 16th century, their religious beliefs, but they were back to the 16th century as far as their economy goes. Get me up to speed on the, on the energy situation in Europe, sir. Well, it's it, 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 it remains bad. UK, for example, the price of natural gas there is still 55 times what it is here in the U.S., so we're enjoying record exports of LNG to the UK in support of one business, but secondly, helping out. Um, their price per kilowatt hour on gas still double the world average, uh, 27 times the world average. They had been totally self-sufficient on gas as recently as 2003, they were a net exporter of oil and gas. They've basically uh, curtailed 70% of their North Sea production. And as you know, and we've said before on the show, uh, fracking in the UK is illegal, remains illegal. Uh, Liz Truss was looking at that. That's been aborted with her departure. Uh, Any country abundant with bituminous coal, which they are, is loaded with natural gas underfoot. They're not harvesting it, so they're a massive importer. So we got a report from The Guardian a few days ago that in London, uh, air pollution has now reached a, a 10 level, that's the highest number on the charts, and due to uh, wood burning and solid fuel burning in homes. The um, College of London reported its own study that 60 to 70 percent of this air pollution is now emanating from the burning of wood in fireplaces in homes, and that's caused a massive elevation to the highest level of pollution since January 17 in the city of London. And that creates huge particulate pollution airborne, which actually is not about CO2. It's about heavy particles coming from wood burning, which actually is dangerous, has caused big uplift in hospital visits, doctor visits, and the prescription of uh, inhalers for children. So amazing. Age of Dickens. So London is, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, this is the age of Dickens. It's back to, it's back to that London. I wish they had we the values of the Victorian era. We're, we're back there. It was 1840s. Yeah, we're back there. We're back there. They're, Unbelievable. They're, they're certainly going to get the air pollution of that era. I wish they would get the Victorian uh, values and the underlying Christianity that uh, that made it, at one point, the greatest civilization in the world. Not anymore. 
Okay, uh, huddle around their uh, fireplaces, burning coal and wood. That's, they're so far more advanced. They're so awfully, awfully. Okay, short break. Dave Walsh. And uh, Peter Thiel is going to be here by uh, tape from uh, Oxford. We're going to show his speech the other day at Oxford and have commentary by the one and only Joe Allen. Next. Friends, you know as well as I do, the institutions we used to trust are collapsing. When things hit the fan, and trust me, they will, you need to rely on yourself. No one else is coming to save you. That's why I've invested in emergency food from My Patriot Supply, and you should too. Right now, if you go to MyPatriotSupply.com, you'll get their new lower pricing on three-month emergency food kits. These kits give you breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that average over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Your alternative is to stand in long government food lines. Do you want that? Does your family want that? Now listen, time is not on your side. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save $200 on your three-month emergency food kits while you still can. These kits are in stock, and they ship fast, and they ship free. They arrive in unmarked boxes, too, so nobody knows you have food. You'll thank your lucky stars for that when the time comes to use them. Now go to MyPatriotSupply.com while you can. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Okay. Um, MyPillow.com, this is the launch of the MyPillow 2.0. Mike has been working on this forever. He and his sons and the team there. Uh, advanced technology. You get a buy one, get one free. If you love your MyPillow, that, the original Right, the Alpha Mile, you're going to love this. Advanced technology, buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. <coughs> Excuse me, go check it out today. Also, CPAC, March 1st through 4th. President Trump's going to be there. Real America's Voice, all the shows. War Room, we're going to be broadcasting every day. We want the entire posse show up. These are going to be live broadcasts. You'll be part of a audience you know how. Or if you saw, even if you were home, you saw how we had the participation. We're even going to increase that more. Also, we're going to breakout sessions. Everybody that went to Turning Point or went to CPAC Dallas knows we get we meet everybody. We hear your stories. We you get to tell us what you like, what you don't like. Well, more about what you like. <laughs> just kidding. What you don't like. Um, we really get to know the audience, and it's been it's just been incredible. So uh, couldn't be more excited. You get forty seven bucks off. Go to CPAC dot org slash war room you get your special deal i want to see everybody there we really want a massive turnout because so much is going to be happening over the next four weeks and it's a launch to the rest of 2023 which is going to be historic every day is historic right now uh dave walsh so uh make sure you go to my buy one get one free check out my 2.0 we did the official launch yesterday on worm and also go to cpac make sure you're there make sure you represent we want to meet you we want to see you okay dave walsh um, talk to me. Uh, by the time CPAC comes, are they going to try to have uh, higher gas prices here? What are people going to look forward to? Well, the recent projections will be up back up to over four bucks a gallon in the U.S. We've had the last uh, month thirty three point three cents advance from up to now three forty nine a gallon as of yesterday nationally on average. So a lot of projections by March to four bucks plus. 
And that's because uh, a couple of reasons. You get China coming out of their you know, whole strategy redirecting China on lockdowns to no lockdowns, reopening the economy. The IMF predicting uh, about 5.2 percent uh, economic growth in China during 23. So that's going to bring a lot of demand for oil oil in China. Um, uh, coupled with we're heading into the outage or what's called the turnaround season for U.S. refining capacity, which is already bottlenecked. It hasn't really recovered from the December cold spell. A lot of refinery outages begin in March, so you'll have uh, you know some additional supply curtailment here because of that, which ought to drive prices up. There is there is one silver lining, something that's going on that I've been an advocate for, and that is the um, the price caps announced by the U.S. and Western Europe on Russian oil appear to be having something of an effect. Um, they are now exporting heavily instead of to Western Europe to Turkey, China, and India at uh, prices well below even the 60 bucks a barrel cap. So there's an OPEC meeting on Wednesday to uh, the planning committee meeting to get their arms around Russia has kind of broken away from OPEC in respect to pricing. And see, that that kind of reverse cartel, a buying cartel, actually works. And it would be, you know, in time, something for us to consider pulling Saudi Arabia into that kind of sanction. Uh, the neocons over time have been massively supportive oh, of, of them. Oh, we ought to we ought to pull we ought to pull them in immediately. They're trying to they're trying to yes. use the petrol. Yes. They're trying to get to the yes. They're trying to get off the dollars of reserve currency. They're part of the problem. Yeah. They're Turkey, Iran, Pakistan, all those guys have thrown in with the CCP and the Russians. One hundred percent. They're 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 exactly. part of the new axis. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yeah, I was making a point okay. last week. Exxon Mobil announced fifty nine billion in earnings, double more than double from last year as Chevron did. Well, the underpinning, you know, really is their boat has been heavily lifted by the actions of OPEC raising global oil prices. We, we don't want to attack their profitability from the IRS standpoint. We don't want to recoup excess profits. We do want them investing in the oil and gas production capacity, which Exxon, by the way, are doing. They're continuing their $24 billion CapEx program of exploration expense and production in into 23, unlike Chevron. They're, they're, they have a share buyback program. They haven't elevated it. They're keeping it flat. So they're on, they're on the positive side. But still, the bubble in earnings has, was caused largely by OPEC plus Russia. So, yeah, going after the kingdom yep. included with that price cap would make compelling sense to kill OPEC in the crib. And that's what, that's what keeps oil prices in check in the long run, of course, in addition to massive production here. Exxon's also announced a Permian increase the production of uh, to a million barrels a day in the Permian Basin by 2024. So they're still on page with growing their basic core business of oil and gas, unlike Chevron. Oh, OPEC is no friend of the United States. This whole right. happy talk of defending them, the, the game's over. They're thrown in with the CCP. Dave, how do people get access to all, all this information you're putting up, sir? Uh, you catch me on Getter at Dave Walsh Energy. Thank you, Steve. Brother, fantastic report. England back to the age of Dickens, burning coal and wood to keep warm. That's where the United States is going to go unless you get unless we get focused and get back to full spectrum energy dominance like we were under Donald J. Trump. Let's go. We got Peter Thiel at Oxford. Let's play it. And Joe Allen is going to come in for his expert commentary. It brings me great pleasure to welcome Mr. Peter Thiel to give the inaugural address of the Oxford Union's bicentenary year. You know, the general thesis that I've been articulating in different fora for close to two decades is there is something about science and technology that's not progressing as quickly. But for the last uh, 40 or 50 years, 
Outside the world of bits, it has been a story of general stagnation. Why can't we have a ticker tape parade for the you know one or two the key scientists who developed the mRNA vaccine? We're told this is this fantastic scientific technological breakthrough. Why can't we celebrate this? And um, and my sort of cultural thesis is that uh, it is immediately adjacent in people's minds to this great existential fear because the mRNA vaccines somehow remind us of um, this thing going on in the Wuhan lab that was called, had this Orwellian term, gain-of-function research, which sounds sort of like a bioweapons program in disguise. But within computers, probably the, the, the futuristic narrative is always around AI, artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence. I was involved with a thing called the uh, Singularity Institute, which um, pushed um, sort of accelerationist utopian technology. And I sort of remember thinking to myself, by 2015, I reconnected with some of these people, and it didn't feel like they were really pushing the, uh, the AI thing as fast as before. It had shifted from transhumanism to Luddite. No, actually, we want to slow this down. It, it feels kind of dangerous. I'm going to read this. It's from April 2022, less than a year ago. Uh, Eliezer Yudkowsky, who's one of the sort of thought leaders of the sort of futurist um, AI, and it's announcing a new death with dignity strategy. It's obvious at this point that humanity isn't going to solve the alignment problem of how to get the AI aligned with humans, or even try very hard, or even go out with much of a fight. Since survival is unattainable, we should shift the focus of our efforts to helping humanity die with slightly more dignity. It's an extraordinary way that the, uh, the, the context has shifted. Oxford professor Nick Bostrom, I think of him as sort of a mouthpiece of the zeitgeist. Um, and he sort of wrote this paper back in 2019 called The Vulnerable World Hypothesis, sort of, and it outlines all these different existential risks, climate change, nuclear weapons, um, runaway nanotechnology, the robots killing everybody, the, the AI killing everybody, runaway bioweapons, et cetera, et cetera. And there are four things that must be done to stabilize the world. Number one, restrict technological development. Number two, ensure that there does not exist a large population of actors representing a wide and recognizably human distribution of motives. Number three, establish a extremely effective preventive policing. And number four, you need to establish effective global governance. If we are going to enumerate all these existential risks, and I mean, we have to talk about them, we have to discuss them, we have to think about them, if you end up with a one-world totalitarian state, that also counts as an existential risk. You know, in the sort of quasi-mythological New Testament account, the, the slogan of the Antichrist is peace and safety. Perhaps we should fear the Antichrist, perhaps we should fear the one-world totalitarian state uh, more than Armageddon. What I would say is I, I don't know if we actually need to get to the uh, super futuristic versions of AI for it to be, um, for it to be problematic, where it's um, this super intelligent computer. The, the version of it that uh, I think is the most real and the most problematic is something like what you see in, in communist China, where it's, it's, um, it's fairly low tech, but it is just this pervasive surveillance. We have, we have all sorts of debates whether AI is conscious or whether it's intelligent or super intelligent, but if we avoid the political question of how it gets used in, in places like China, um, you know, maybe it's merely evil. And maybe something can be merely evil, it's not conscious, it's not even intelligent, it's merely evil. If you were to say that crypto is libertarian, then why can't we say that AI is, is communist? It's not, 
completely inherent in it, but it's a, it's a certain tendency in it. And, uh, and while I am, I am pro-acceleration, I'm pro-tech, I'm even pro-AI, um, it is probably the one technology that I have the most misgivings about. The Luddites, look, uh, they, they, even if they were right about a lot of things, they, they ultimately are wrong. You're going to lose, if nothing else, than in the military context. It's, it's even, even if the Luddites are right about everything, you will lose to China on hypersonic weapons or space weapons or weapons in cislunar space or robots armed with AI. Probably there's something about the Luddite answer that's uh, self-destructive and, uh, and parochial at the same time. Remember, Teal is, uh, is one of us. He's one of the smartest guys in the world, one of the most successful investors in the world. And, and there's a lot to go through there. Uh, two things. Number one, you are the Luddites. Uh, and he actually concedes that we are right. He gives the caveat that it's an arms race. We're going to get to that in a second. The, the fundamental, because Peter is a, is, a, is a quite devout Christian and, and, and is uh, very upfront about his religious beliefs, but it is um, amazing to have someone of his stature throughout the world, and particularly because it's all about power and money, and they respect the fact that he's smart enough, he, he makes these incredible investments, Joe Allen, for him to say and, and, and agree with the war room that this is the rise of the Antichrist. And, and the Antichrist comes not with a sword. The Antichrist comes with peace and security. Uh, we're, here to, uh, we're here to protect. Uh, your thoughts, uh, analysis, because you say, hey, your biggest problem with this is Peter Thiel exposes himself as an accelerationist that even wants to drive forward quicker the, the singularity. Joe Allen. Yeah, you know, Steve, it's pretty wild to hear Peter Thiel uh, be more of an accelerationist than the transhumanist that he's critiquing, right? You have Nick Bostrom, who uh, is, has called for a mass surveillance global government, and Thiel is saying that the danger of superintelligence uh, may not be as big as the governmental sort of structure that would keep something like that in check. He is in fact, uh, less cautious in many ways than the people who want to upload their minds to computers. It's, it's, it's quite intriguing. You have uh, an essay that Thiel wrote back in 2015. It was published in the Catholic journal First Things. It's called Against Edenism. And his central argument is that the Garden of Paradise in Eden will culminate in the city of God and that that city of God will in many ways be the creation, the technological and scientific creation of human beings. And while I understand his argument that in instituting global governance in order to keep technological progress in check is extremely dangerous, it's certainly not what I want, I also think the technological progress that he is wanting to accelerate really does match up in many sort of uh, metaphorical and maybe direct ways with the image of yeah. the Antichrist in Revelation. So it's a huge, it's a very complex problem. It's a very complex argument. I really encourage people to watch the entire talk and think it through for themselves. Yes. H hang on for one second. Um, we definitely have to do that. The, the audience has to do that. The Luddites always have to be armed. Okay, short commercial break. Joe Allen on the other side. I may get into an argument here about technological advance. Remember, the underpinning is we really haven't had any technological advance significant in 50 or 60 years. Just the rise of the Antichrist. All of it next in the war room. 
in Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. ...has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now Okay, everybody, we need everybody at CPAC. We're going to have a very special, this kind of a, um, like a, what, a organization meeting of the War Room Posse. So you're going to want to be there. You're going to have a blast. You're going to meet so many great people. They're going to have so many great talkers, so many panels, main stage. President Trump's going to be there. All the hitters on Capitol Hill. Everybody we talk about every day or having the show are going to be there, plus our contributors. And it's just going to be a good time. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, so CPAC, the 1st through the 4th of March, there'll be things going on every day. Uh, Captain Bannon and uh, and Grace and um, Jane are going to do a great job of organizing all this, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. Cannot uh, wait for this. Very excited. Very excited. One of the great things is uh, Real America's Voice is doing up like we did at Turning Point and like we did at CPAC Dallas, so that it's audience participation. You'll be part of the show, and we really enjoy those live shows. Just do such a great job. Plus, all the other big names at America, Real America's Voice, going to be there also. So it'll be <clears throat> very special as this. Uh, fledgling channel starts to make its imprint uh, in the nation's capital. Um, also, MyPillow.com, uh, Mike Lindell, who's just a genius businessman, has really worked on this. MyPillow 2.0, the big launch yesterday. you got to sleep the sleep of the just, and you're not going to get a lot of sleep, so the quality of sleep's got to be great because you're at the ramparts. Check out MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free. Go to our site right now, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Um, Joe, I'm tossing to you, you run with it, but I just, the Luddites explain to, to the audience, who are the Luddites and why do they call us the Luddites and why are we on the side of the angels, sir? Not on the side of the demons. Well, you know, the Luddite comes from a, a, a term that it was a, it was a mythical character, Ned Ludd in the early industrial revolution, uh, North of London, you had all of these textile mills in which workers were being, um, gypped on their on their wages due to automation, so to speak, the textile um, uh, machines displacing them and making their labor labor less valuable. So they started attacking the machines 
And they had this mythical figure, Ned Ludd, who was supposedly their leader. And so this idea that the machines are the enemy and the human beings should be in conflict with them, should make war against them, was given the name Luddite due to that. So a Luddite is anyone who opposes technological advance. I think the most famous Luddite, of course, would be Ted Kaczynski, uh, Uncle Ted, who, um, you know, in many ways gave Luddites a really bad name with his bombing campaign. So when Peter Thiel talks about Luddites being the losers, he, what he means is that if we reject technological progress, if we reject all the different technologies that he's working on and that he's invested in, uh, then we're going to lose out to some other world power. We're going to lose out to China. We may lose out to Russia. He doesn't mention them specifically or some other power. Um, you know, it's really interesting, though, that Peter Thiel, and I'm not trying to uh, draw this as some sort of uh, aspersion. I'm not trying to cast aspersion on his character here or say that he's a hypocrite or that he's uh, self-interested. And that's what his message is based on. But Peter Thiel is invested in a lot of the technologies that we would call transhumanist technologies. And as we hear, heard in his talk, <laughs> he has been associated with transhumanism and the, the, the ideology for the, the last 20, 30 years. Uh, the first, of course, is Palantir, which he co-founded uh, some 20 years ago. And uh, it is, it, as of 2021, it had the top market share of all artificial intelligence companies. Uh, it, it goes across like 50 industries, from healthcare to manufacturing to business. Uh, maybe the most important, though, is military technology. So uh, Palantir, one of the programs, for instance, uh, Meta Constellation, uh, which their CEO, Alex Cart presented at the World Economic Forum last week. Meta Constellation is designed to basically uh, locate targets uh, in an entire nation. You basically sit through the data of an entire nation looking for potential enemies, potential terrorists. Uh, and it, 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 I think arguably has probably been used against us here in the U.S., uh, given as how it's farmed out to the FBI CIA and the uh, Department of Defense. Uh, you also have BlackRock Neurotech. Of course, Peter Thiel was one of the original investors in Neuralink, and uh, now he is he's thrown a ton of investment into BlackRock Neurotech, the uh, brain-computer interface company. Uh, of the nearly 40 people with advanced brain-computer interfaces in their heads, uh, BlackRock Neurotech has around 32 or 34 of them. Uh, they now have a, an even more advanced system uh, called the Neuralace, uh, which it, it seems to be a promising avenue to connecting the brain to digital devices and artificial intelligence. And I don't know if Thiel has the same sort of ambush, ambition as Musk, as far as I know he's never voiced it, but certainly he is driving that forward. Also, life extension. So you have all these different tech moguls that are investing in life extension or this sort of approximation of immortality. And uh, Thiel has invested in a ton of this stuff. Uh, it, the, probably the most important one is the, Methu the Methuselah Foundation. And uh, he was quoted recently in The Guardian as saying um, the reverse of all human ailments, or uh, he intends to reverse all human ailments the same way we can fix the bugs of a computer program. Death will eventually be reduced from a mystery to a solvable problem. Uh, again, I'm not trying to smear Peter Thiel, but certainly that has the same sort of air that most of the transhumanists would voice about all these technologies. Uh, and then, of course, there was the investment in Ambrosia, which is the uh, project to uh, have blood transfusions from younger people into older people so that they'll be more vibrant, healthier 
and live longer, uh, sort yeah. of like a, 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 a cyber techno vampirism, you could say. So, yeah, I, I think that this is a, it, it adds a different flavor to his uh, his statements yeah. at Oxford. How do people get to you? We're having you back on. I want to go through the concept of accelerationist versus Luddite and why the accelerationists are quite dangerous, okay, and need to be stopped. Uh, Where do people go for your content? Uh, You can actually find a a, a really interesting article at the top of my social media, at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z, hardwired for control. The brain-computer interface is already here. I go into Peter Thiel's thought a bit there. You can also find me at warroom.org under the transhumanism tab and my site, jobot.xyz. Brother uh, Joe Allen, thank you. Uh, Back at 5 to 7. Charlie Kirk follows us. Make sure you go check out CPAC, cpac.org slash warm, $47 off. We want to see everybody there. You're going to have an unbelievable time. Just go in the chat rooms. Ask people about Dallas or Phoenix with a turning point. Same deal. Live studio participation. Real America's Voice continues with populist nationalism as only Charlie Kirk and his team can serve it up. We'll see you back here at 5. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize That heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.